745 on a Saturday. That means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing quite well with the temperature. Well, it's going to be maybe even 60 this uh, middle of the week or so. I can't get over it. I saw people this week two or three times running around in shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> it's true. We are a hardy lot. We here. indeed are, yes. What are we going to be talking about? Well, today? you know what we're going to talk about today? I had an interesting lunch on Tuesday, and there were a couple of retired doctors at the lunch, and they came up, and we were chatting, and he said, you know, I went to a lecture you gave a long time ago, maybe 40 years ago, on wine and your health. He said, you were just a prophet. I said, what do you mean I was a prophet? He said, well, you extolled the benefits of wine, etc." He said, now you can't pick up a medical journal without reading about how good wine is for you. And I said, well, you know, you might have a point there. I didn't think about that. Actually, what had happened is when I acquired Haskell's, I had a friend, Dr. Bruce Lewis, who was an oncologist from St. Paul. And he, I said to him, Bruce, did he ever? I was always interested in wine as a medicine uh, for lots of different reasons. And he told me about a fella he knew. Uh, they were interns together in California named Sal Lucia. And Sal, I went and looked. It's the only book on wine and your health that was available in the uh, 1970s, the beginning of 70s. And it was a, became a lifelong fascination with me. And, you know, it's very interesting uh, it, that the history of wine. You know, there are many definitions of medicine, and one is continuous use. And by that definition, wine is the oldest medicine known to man. Because in Egyptian hieroglyphics, they talk about using wine uh, as a medicine. Now, that's almost 5,000 years ago, and wine is still used as a medicine. It's very interesting, the history of, you know, when Alexander conquered Asia and went into the subcontinent, etc., he instructed his troops to mix water and wine so they wouldn't uh, get their stomachs upset by drinking the local water, and it worked. And, you know, then again, George Patton did the same thing when he invaded Italy. He instructed his troops to dilute or take the local water and pour half wine in water, and they could slowly diminish the amount of wine. By that time, their systems had become used to it. You know, there's very few passions in life that are enjoyable and can be beneficial to your health at the same time. And maybe that's why wine drinking is even becoming popular in Asia, where the culture isn't used to drinking wine. And the benefits are just absolutely overwhelming. You know, it's interesting to me, about six years ago, the Mayo Clinic did a huge study on the antibiotic properties of wine and concluded that there indeed were some. Uh, They begrudgingly admitted, well, the gladiators in ancient Rome used to bathe their wounds in wine to prevent infection. So, like I said, by continuous use, wine as a medicine has been around a long time. But the things they're finding out today even boggle me. Uh, that were, you know, I always knew a little bit of wine would be good for you because, you know, like I say, it was a hobby of mine and a study, etc. But then the stuff today is just incredible. Red wine contains an anti-cancer agent, quercetin, and it becomes active uh, when you uh, drink a little wine. 
Uh, and it also, wine contains gallic acid, which is in the a very highly acknowledged anti-carcinogenic heart disease, though there's no question, but that uh, uh, red wine is good for your heart. I mean, the studies uh, are overwhelming, the stuff you can read about how the resveratrol that's in wine is just remarkable for your heart. And incidentally, that resveratrol helps produce the good cholesterol in your body. And most people that are wine drinkers find that their good cholesterol levels are very high. Uh, digestion. Of course, wine is good for your digestion. Uh, it kills a lot of bacteria, and it's good for you. Vitamins and minerals. Eh, wine is chock full of all those things. Uh, the polyphenols are very good against a lot of bacteria and viruses and wine enhances aging and by that i mean it certainly makes your golden years a little more palatable uh to have a glass of wine and comfort but it also for women enables them to in older women uh to raise their estrogen levels and of course stress wine is wonderful as we all know it has tranquilizing effects that can help reduce stress a couple of things that always surprised me was frankly a little bit of wine can be good for the uh, kin- uh, the kidneys, and that always shocked me. But that's a fact. And like I say, all these things I'm not making any of this up. They're all backed up by studies that you just can't imagine. There are so many of them uh, that red wine has been studied more extensively. Uh, you know, and it wasn't like that when I first read about this in 1970 about Saul Lucia, who had the only book on wine. Today, you know, everybody from the Harvard uh, Medical School onto the Bible that physicians use, uh, that they're all talking about and uh, really giving wine uh, benefits that. When I started out, you couldn't even really imagine the fact that it can improve your mental health, enhance your heart health. Uh, you know, medieval monasteries uh, were well known for the longevity of the monks. Today, it's been kind of proven that that longevity came from moderate consumption of wine, uh, that the monks, monks, monks excuse me, drank uh, moderate wine all the time, thus lived a lot longer than the general population. Uh, like I said, that red wine has resveratrol in it, and resveratrol can boost your heart health, can protect you against some forms of cancer, and even help with vision loss, uh, which is surprising. And actually, red wine, I think, is a little better for you than white wine, but, you know, there are studies that are changing that. The University of Barcelona in Spain just did a study that the Reservatol, they thought in white wine, was as good for you. Well, it's good for you, there's no question about it. But it was almost as good for you as red wine. And that's good news because a lot of people say, are there any health benefits from white wine? Well, yeah, there are a lot of them. But it's proven and proven so well that red wine is basically just very, very good for you. It certainly is good for your cardiovascular health. No one would deny that. And this resveratrol that's found in there, incidentally, resveratrol is also found in grapes and blueberries, uh, very high concentration in both of those. I'd be remiss not to mention that. But, you know, it's more fun to have a glass of wine than it is to have a bunch of grapes for most people. Uh, you know, as I said, uh, heart-healthy 
It even is good for some forms of diabetes. It certainly is good for your blood pressure. And a moderate consumption of wine after a brain stroke can be very, very helpful. Uh, it, like I say, they're discovering things all the time. It's very interesting that Pasteur, uh, when he was doing stuff, discovered wine had 20 properties. Today, they're up to over 600 properties in wine and still discovering new ones. So while it might but be a miracle drug, it certainly is uh, worthwhile to think about when you're deciding whether uh, you should have a scotch whiskey or a glass of red wine. The glass of red wine is very much better for you than the glass of whiskey. And like I said, I'm, I'm just astonished at the new stuff. And this is all supported by uh, phenomenal studies. I mean, uh, wine drinkers live longer. The, that was a study done in Sweden about 12 years ago. And they had, now imagine this, 30,000 participants. Now that's a real thorough study. And it proved that people who consume wine lived longer than the ones that didn't. And the study went on for 22 years. Even colon cancer can be uh, at least stymied a little bit by red wine. And so can breast cancer. And like I say, I, I'm, I'm making all of these things up. These are studies that have been done uh, by very, very noteworthy uh, universities, medical schools, etc. cetera. Uh, Loyola University said moderate consumption of wine can help help against developing dementia. Now, that is just amazing to me, uh, and it reduces the risk of depression. Uh, it can prevent liver disease. Uh, it even is good, some of it, for your teeth. And as I said, it's amazing to me that now, with this recent study from Barcelona, they're talking that uh, white wine, is also very good for you, but not in my opinion. It's you'll never ever be as good for you as red wine, and uh, there's all sorts of research on all of this. And like you say, you, if I was listening to me, I think yeah, that guy's making all this up. But believe me, I'm not. I, the studies just are overwhelming. I, and like I said, as I started out today uh, by saying that this doctor reminded me he was in this class. I gave years ago as wine as a medicine was at the University of Minnesota in 1980, so that's almost 40 years ago, and I had about 250 people at the lecture. About 80% of them were doctors on wine is your health. So maybe I was a, a seer, and but like I say, I really wasn't. When you look back and the Egyptians were using wine as a medicine, and so were the ancient Romans, and uh, even in the Dark Ages, the medieval monasteries were the center of health and medicine, and that wine was a big part of that. So, you know, there's something wonderful about all this. Just think, when you're sitting around having a glass of wine and just enjoying yourself, you might be doing yourself and your health a whole lot of good. So much for an apple a day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like your idea better. <laughs> there you go. Um, but now, again... I should have stressed this, yeah. Denny. Moderation yes, is the key. Absolutely. All of these studies recommend for women, one glass a day. For men, two. Sorry, ladies, but that's the recommendations yeah. on most of these. And by that glass, they mean 
a five-ounce portion, and that's pretty well established. Uh, and again, like any good medicine, too much of it can be horrendous yes. and horrific. Right. So you know, you have to. The key to all this, of course, is moderation, and uh, you can certainly uh, enjoy wine. And while you're enjoying it, think, my God, I'm helping my health out That's here. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I tell you, speaking of help, you stop by any Haskell's locations. Those good people will help you uh, match up if you're having some special dinner or just wanted to sample and try some new wine. They'll help you out. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. That's why we're called the wine people. And they'll help you, as Denny said, pick a bottle of wine that'll go with whatever you're creating as a menu. And I guarantee you the wine will enhance the menu. And I further guarantee you that the wine will not break the bank. It'll be nice and affordable. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior. Haskell's in Faribault right off at 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and there's a Haskell's in Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, deliver, and we're glad to do it right to your door. All right, excellent, Jack. Let's uh, join uh, uh, next week. We'll talk yes. more. Maybe it'll be even in the 60s when we talk. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And, and <laughs> This is your medical advisor signing off. <laughs> All right, Doc. <laughs> I'll be back next week. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.